Hello, sister travelers. I have a special treat for you today. I am going to have you listen in on a mini coaching session I had with a woman who is headed out on her first solo international trip. And she came to me because she had some concerns that she was um, not sure how to navigate through. So today I have Bonnie Jean Schaefer on, and she is actual author, writer. She publishes fantasy fiction and hosts her own podcast called Published Before College under the pen name of D.K. Drake. She helps young adults own their author identity and craft captivating stories and finish a book. So today I have Bonnie on, and we had a little coaching session to help her through this adventure that she's going on in March. She will be flying by herself, solo international trip from uh, North Carolina to Chile. And she will be meeting a friend there to be doing some hiking, some backpacking. And she just was a little concerned with a couple uh, navigating things on traveling by herself through a couple different airports and and some packing concerns as well. So we talk about those in this coaching session here. So I listen on in folks, and I hope it helps you in planning your first solo international trip, possibly. Well, hello, Bonnie. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, I'm happy you're here so I can help you with your first uh, solo international travel uh, that you've done first backpacking trip since you were also, you know, back in the day, I won't say how long ago, right? So (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's been a while. Let's just put it that way, right? Yes, it has. Yeah. So this is a big deal. Um, You're taking such a huge leap. It takes a lot of courage to do this. So, um, but I'm here. I I understand you have some concerns. So why don't you share a little bit of that uh, with me and kind of we'll go from there. Okay. All right. Well, I will be traveling from North Carolina down to Santiago, Chile, Santiago, um, by myself. Um, So I'll be taking a flight from Greensboro to, I think, Dallas in Texas, and then from there, um, the overnight flight to um, Santiago. So I've done international travel before, but I've never done it by myself and just navigating customs and just what kind of things do I need to be aware of as a single woman traveling by myself to make sure that I stay safe and I'm smart. And uh, those are those are my biggest concerns is just the navigating the customs aspect of it and and just making sure I'm staying safe. Yes, yes. So yeah, those are valid. I mean, especially customs, I know that can make us a little nervous um, as far as you know, I don't know, just going through it could just be a little nerve wracking. And it does take some time, as you probably know, from previous international travel. Um, so let's talk about, um, I guess, the first concern you worry about navigating through the airports, because you do have some uh, either layovers or changing planes, it sounds like uh, going yeah. on with your trip, and you'll be by yourself. So um, obviously, that is a concern um, going to places you've never been before, foreign international airports. So uh, I'd like to ask you, are you a visual person? Do you like, do you learn visually, I guess, is the question. Does that help you? Yes. Um, 
Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Visual and then writing and all of that right. stuff as a okay. writer. So that, that definitely helps. So you're in luck because you're flying into my airport, Dallas. So I can actually tell you firsthand um, okay. a bit about it. But my recommendation in general uh, would be is to go ahead and get on those um, airport websites and maybe take a look at the map. Okay. Um, just so you have, I mean, if you're a visual person, like for me, um, for me, even I'm very spatially oriented. So, uh, you know, if I see, even though I might be inside the little picture, right. Um, kind of having a general idea of what it looks like, um, even from an aerial view or whatever helps me kind of put myself in that situation. So it's also a good resource to kind of, um, to see what might be nearby too, right? Because, uh, what I can tell you firsthand is likely, so you're going to be flying into Dallas. Now, I'm not sure which terminal. Um, Dallas has four terminals. Okay. And when you're flying from North Carolina to Dallas, that is a domestic flight. So I'm not sure where that particular flight's going to dump you. Okay. But I will tell you, leaving out of Dallas, all international flights fly out of Terminal D. Okay. Yeah. So that's good information to know, right? You're going to probably yeah. most likely, I mean, you'll find that out, but most likely it's going to be terminal D and there is a, a tram, I guess they okay. have, um, that can take you from terminal to terminal, depending on where they've dropped you off. But I have found, I rarely use that. I tend to walk. So that's, you know, kind of getting an, an understanding of what to expect, uh, in those terminals and seeing what restaurants are nearby, because you're probably going to need to eat something when you yeah. get off. Um, from North Carolina, kind of see, you know, what's around that you could possibly get something to eat. So it might be good to do that. Um, Santiago, when you get there, uh, did a little research, there's only two terminals. And the newer one, terminal number two, is likely where you're going to be dropped off. That's the international one. And it just opened last year. (laughs) But it's, it is huge. It is large. So um, again, maybe just taking a peek at, you know, what, um, get that map and just kind of see what it looks like. That's Um, a great idea. Yeah. So I would just say, you know, that, you know, for me, that kind of puts me at ease, like, okay, I have a general idea of what I'm kind of getting into. Um, Looks like I got your itinerary. Thank you for sending that. And it does look like you have transport already set up. So I won't even go into that. So that's, that's good to know because a lot of people were like, well, what do I do when I get, you know, how do I get to my hotel or wherever, you know? So it looks like you have that set up. And you're very fortunate. I know you're meeting a friend. I don't know if they're meeting you at the airport. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's yeah. planning on meeting me there. Yeah. Okay, that's going to be so such a relief. You know, <laughs> you know, be able to connect with somebody you know um, once you're there. But you will also have to go through customs, which I know is another concern. So concern yeah. number two is customs, particularly in your situation. You had mentioned to me about. Um, for my folks listening, she's backpacking. So, um, and she's going to need to be bringing a lot of her own food, which is a concern. Yeah. So, you know, what are you allowed to bring? What can you, you know? um, So in general, um, and I've done this because I have a lot of food allergies. So I do travel with a lot of my own foods. So I have always had to know kind of what can I bring? What is allowed? What's not allowed? Um, Let me ask you this. Are you planning to check your backpack or try to take it as a carry-on i'm gonna check it okay so you um it's a a little better that way i mean granted they may still x-ray your 
your luggage there uh, when it goes through um, when you're checking. But in general, no fresh foods, basically. So, right. you know, that's generally like no fruits and vegetables, no yogurt, no dairy, no, no packed meats or just fresh food are, is not permitted. But anything packaged, you know, prepackaged kind of stuff, or you have, um, you're talking about sort of the dry foods, um, right. as long as it's prepackaged, then it should be fine. Anything like the one questionable thing is like homemade trail mix. You know, a lot of people like to make their own trail mix and bring it. And that's a great, great source of, you know, energy and everything while you're hiking, but it's questionable. Okay. So they may or may not allow that um, as well. So just keep that in mind. Instant soups and instant oatmeals are good. Um, Stuff like that. What were some of the, you said something about dehydrated foods. Are these things you're dehydrating yourself or you're purchasing them like prepackaged? I would probably purchase them. Okay. And I just want to make sure that before yeah. I spend money on that, that I'm yeah. going to be able to get it through customs. Yeah. If it's, if it's, you know, prepackaged and sealed, um, you shouldn't have any problem. However, going back to sort of that customs concern, um, it is recommended that you let them know, you know, like I have food um, and as long as it's prepackaged, it should be fine. And just make sure you tell them, like, don't try to sneak it through because <laughs> then they'll be like, Oh, you know, what were you thinking? So, um, and it's actually, I have found when I have traveled internationally, it's technically more of an issue bringing it back to the United States, surprisingly, because I've tried to, uh, tried to bring some food back from Jamaica into the United States and it was like, no go. (laughs) So so, uh, I think you should be fine since you're leaving and going and I did check with you know sort of that customs for uh Chile and it did say you know packaged foods should be fine um obviously liquids you know we you know got to kind of limit um if you're doing carry on how much liquids in general for your packing um just knowing you know the limits for for that whether it's a carry on or even a um when you're checking um to just keep that in mind too you don't want liquids to break open in your in your backpack because then that makes a mess right (laughs) (laughs) so um is that something you you think that's going to be um you'll be it'll be doable you'll be able to manage that okay yes it's important for you to have food on that hiking trip right yeah Um, so i really need my checked bags not to get lost or otherwise it's going to be a very uh, very long backpacking trip yeah yes yeah (laughs) Um, so I always tell people to like, we talk about uh, just not, uh, you know, having that fear of losing their check bags. Right. Um, now your case is a little different because your check bag is going to be your life for those eight days you're on the trail or whatever. Right. So that's a little trickier, but in general, I tell people if whatever carry on they're taking, you know, at least have change of underwear, pair of socks, toothpaste, deodorant, like just a few little, little things that you know, if you got stuck, um, maybe your bag was delayed a day that you actually had something. And I always, I always have, um, I'm a huge fan of Laura bars just because they have the least amount of ingredients. And so I like always shove a bunch of Laura bars into my backpack when I travel. So, you know, those are good too. So I think, uh, I think you're going to be fine, but that's a lot of prep. In, in general, to prep all that food and making yes. sure you have enough calories. So I'm sure that will take up 
a bulk of your of your yeah, stuff. Be most of my uh, <laughs> yes in your backpack. Uh, you had mentioned on an earlier call about uh, you called yourself a chronic overpacker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you thought about um, clothes wise outside of food? We know that's going to take up a lot of your um, your weight in your backpack. Have you thought about um, what you're taking clothes wise for your trip? It's probably just going to be like what I'm wearing and then like a, like a, another pair of pants, another shirt, and then like a rain jacket and then just some couple undergarments to switch in and out of, but trying to keep the clothing light and just rewearing stuff. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And when you're on a trail, um, I've done that. You, you're, you're wearing the same thing. It's <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> not trying to make any fashion statements. I just nope. want to stay warm. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you looked at the weather? It's something I say when you're packing and your weather's going to be different down there. It's going to be warm actually in March, right? Yeah. Cause they're transitioning from, is there summer into fall there? Correct. Yes. And so yeah. 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 So as I get closer, I'll keep a, a I'll start checking the weather a little more. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's still a little over a month. Well, a month and a half away yeah. um, at this point. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, definitely something to. Yeah. You want to pack for the weather. Yes. Um, yeah. It's good that you're taking a, a raincoat. Cause I'm sure you're going to, you know, because it's there, it'll be going into their fall and you might get some, some rain possibly, but um, I just recommend, it sounds like you have it under control as far as how much clothes you're taking. Um, do you ever use, um, packing cubes? Um, I have not. Would that be an effective thing to do on a backpacking trip? Well, I like using it because it, because the backpack is just like, you just dump everything in, right? There's not compartments, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> the cubes are a nice way to keep it organized but you can also use them to like compress your stuff so let's just say you get you know like maybe about this you know a smaller size packing cube and I would just go with medium to small I wouldn't get the big ones because they're really not going to do that much good um based on what little you're taking right um but plus the small ones you can really compress so let's say you get a small one for just all your undergarments right and you just like shove them in there and you can keep shoving it, you know. Um, I also like to either take an empty one or take a plastic bag so I can put my dirties in so it keeps them separate, right? Um, And then maybe uh, what you do for all your your other clothes, whether it's just your other pair of pants or shirt, or maybe you take two pairs of pants because you want something maybe clean for your flight home or something. Um, yeah. Right. Because I, I remember that when I was backpacking in Machu Picchu, like I had one outfit that was like my travel or my or my town outfit, like good day, you like not my sweaty hiking outfits. Right. No. And two pants from my hiking. And I had one outfit that was like just kind of like, oh, I'm getting into some clean clothes. <laughs> After you get a shower, you want to set a clean clothes, maybe and keep that. But you want to roll them and then just like really compress them into a, a packing cube. And that just keeps it separate because then you're going to have, I guess, your food in there and stuff and anything else that you're going to be carrying. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. I, I like them. They just kind of and they they help you compress, too. So like um, you can really just 
shove and zip those things up. Um, is there a yeah. best, can you just get them on Amazon? Is there a best I, place to yeah, get them? Yeah, I don't have any, um, that Amazon is where I've gotten mine. Um, and they come in, you can get them in like, uh, the sets I got, it's just Amazon basics. I mean, there's four sizes in the set that you buy. But, but what you're saying is when I take other trips where I can pack more then I won't have to worry about my overpacking because I can just throw you can exactly you you roll and stuff (laughs) that's what you do (laughs) and then I mean it's great for people that want to try to do uh you know maybe they just want to do a small carry-on and that's how they're packing for the week but you you chronic overpackers it actually allows you to pack more (laughs) (laughs) maybe Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's definitely um I would recommend that. So I'm, I like it to just keep my kids even like it. I gave them a set, you know, one year when they were traveling with me, and they like it to keep their dirties separate from their clean stuff in their in, even in their suitcases. So it's just kind of a nice way to do that. And since you are checking your backpack, have you considered um I know backpacks are really hard to lock. Right. You don't probably don't have a way to, to lock them. Um, and if you do have some that have zippers, um, there are TSA approved locks that you could actually lock them. I know when we backpacked to Machu Picchu, we um, we did end up checking our bags. We had originally thought we wanted to carry them on, but they were a little too big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so we actually used, uh, we brought some tape with us, some packing tape. I, think it, I actually think it might've been um, electrical tape. I think uh, okay. because yeah. we, we were afraid that the straps, because we have the both the straps, uh, were going to get caught on the, um, the belt. So we taped them up. Um, and there's some backpacks that are really nice. They actually have a, um, I bought one from REI just recently um, where it has a little plastic thing that unwraps and it, and it can zip up the area where the straps are. So it protects it. So it almost looks like almost like a suitcase. Um, I don't know if your backpack has that. My, my big one doesn't, but just something to consider. Um, that was a concern of ours when we checked our backpacks. Okay. What are, are there any other concerns that you can think of? Um, well, one just came to me. I know when we went to Australia, New Zealand this past summer, we had to have visas to get into those countries. Does Chile recommend, do we have to have one of those? Because we had to like apply for it for. Um, you know, that might be something you can look up. I did read that they do. I believe you can double check. Um, they give you a 90 day visa um, upon entry. So, okay. um, but just double check that for sure. Um, but yeah, I did read it was 90 days um, that you could have that visa. And it sounded like you get it on arrival, especially as a U.S. citizen. We're very fortunate to, um, you know, most countries, I'm not saying all, most countries kind of, you know, do that upon arrival. So okay. mm-hmm. any safety recommendations? Anything oh, yes. Um, matter of fact, I just did an episode, episode 14, <laughs> if you want to listen to my podcast. Um, it did talk about a lot of that that, that safety stuff. Um, so I know when I travel, a lot of it is common sense, which I know you have. And being aware of your surroundings is another big thing that I mentioned. Um, but a lot of people worry about keeping their important things like money or passport safe, possibly. Um, 
there's different schools of thought. I've always traveled with either um, the uh, inside your clothing waistband where you put your money and your passport, money belt, I guess they call it. Um, or they have one that can go around your neck, but you obviously shove it down under your clothes, like behind your clothes and stuff. I feel safer that way because then I know that that important stuff is on my body, right? And not like in a separate purse or backpack or something. Um, that would be definitely, and in the episode 14, I also mentioned, um, particularly since you'll be having your backpack and you likely, you'll sounds like, will you have to get your luggage at Dallas and then take it or are they going to transfer it for you? I am not sure yet. Okay. If you bought the ticket as one ticket. Yes, I did. Yeah. Although one time I did have, to, they told us you got to go get your bag and then go through customs and then check in. Like, I think, cause we were going through two different countries. I think uh, that's why I think, cause we were coming from Dallas to Mexico and then Mexico to Peru. So in Mexico, they had us get our bags. So then, cause like, uh, to go through customs, go through customs and then yeah. check it to go to Peru. Wow. So since you're going domestic and then international, I think you should be fine, but just know that might be something you might have to go pick it up. Okay. Um, you're going to definitely have to go through customs um, on the other side for sure. Yeah. Usually how that happens. So, um, so if you have your backpack or even if you have your carry on, I always say like, I always keep my between my legs. Um, don't leave it unattended, of course. Just to share a story, when I was in an airport, international airport, um, my son and I had a long layover. We were sitting next to a gentleman um, who was a vet, a war vet, and he had come to this country to get a, a new prosthetic for his leg. And unfortunately, he was traveling with a backpack, and he had a long layover too, and he decided to sleep in the oh. airport, and his backpack got stolen. So, um, you know, obviously don't do anything like that, right? <laughs> yeah. No sleeping, check. Check, no sleep, like be vigilant. Um, so if you want to listen to the episode 14, I do okay. a couple other uh, little tidbits of just, um, you know, because there's some people that when they're traveling, they're so obsessed and they can't, they can't, they're so obsessed with the whole like staying safe that they can't enjoy their trip. So I like to make sure that, we women feel confident and equipped so that, you know, when we do get to our destination that we can enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Don't have to worry so much, but I think you're going to be fine. I think you are. I'm, I'm so jealous actually of your trip. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is so great that you are. Um, and I, I want to commend you really, because it's huge. I know you're leaving your family to do this. And so that's a, that's a huge leap. And, you know, I think we sometimes get guilty about not doing these things because we do have family obligations. And so just enjoy yourself. I'm glad you're doing this uh, with your friend. And I think you'll be just wonderful. It'll be yes. fun, right? Yes, I'm looking forward to it. But now I, I feel a little more prepared. Okay. Yes. Very helpful. Well, I want us to connect when you get back, Bonnie, because I okay. you not only do I want to hear about your trip, I also want to hear, um, you know, did some of these things that um, I coached John help you in in preparing and, you know, especially getting at the other end to Chile and making sure you feel confident. So I'd love to hear um, okay. feedback and just definitely about your story so you can share with other women and 
give them that encouragement, right? And inspiration to do something similar to what you're doing. Absolutely. Yes. Well, awesome. Thank you again, Bonnie. And I look forward to hearing about your trip. All right. You're welcome. All right. I will be in touch when I get back or before then, if I have more questions. (laughs) Sounds good. That'd be perfect. Well, sisters, are you like Bonnie and getting ready to take your very first solo trip, whether it's domestic or international, and you're not so sure, you have concerns, and you're overwhelmed, and you just need a little guidance. Well, I hope that you will reach out to me so that I can do what I did for Bonnie for you and help you answer some questions, get you feeling confident, and more equipped to take that trip. So feel free to reach out to me via email and I will leave that in the show notes or you can leave me a a message on my speak pipe and how I can get back in touch with you so we can schedule a mini coaching session for you so we can get you on your way to that new adventure. And as I'll always say, sisters, be fearless, take that leap, book that trip and go on an adventure.